When you were a kid, did you ever wish you had superpowers? Maybe the wisdom to get yourself out of any situation? Maybe you wish you were a few feet taller? Uh, were you ever really bad at avoiding creepy homeless people in the subway? Well, we've got just the character for you. This is the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse. So I figured, you know, we throw whatever intro music here, let that ride for like a couple of seconds. Like, I don't know, 10, 15 maybe. Does that work for you guys? That works. Yeah. Or okay. something else. I don't know. All right. If, so if you wanted to do something there. Um, but I figured I'd let that do the thing. And when it was done, do something like, hello and welcome to the Guide of the Multiverse. Mm. We'll dive between the panels and smash through the fourth wall to guide you through all your comic inquiries. I'm Ed. And as always, I'm joined by Doug. Hey, hey. And follow. What's going on? And every single week we're joined by Matt. Howdy. How's it going, everybody? Not bad. Guys, we're finally doing it. He's got a movie coming out. We're we're diving into Shazam today. Matt, what do you got for us? Oh, boy. All right. Practically nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I mean, you know, he never really had a cartoon. He never um, had a live action adaptation in the uh, 80s. How, how dare you? How he, dare had you? A, he had a TV show in the 70s, sir. How dare you? Oh, he did. Really? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell you a thing about it except that it exists. <laughs> but how dare you? He had one. Honestly, well, the same could be said for the comic book character for most people. <laughs> he was popular in the 50s. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, we all remember that. <laughs> you, you don't? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, or man. do I not? All right. Well, before you just blew my mind seven minutes ago or seven <laughs> seconds ago uh, about the 70s, I'm now stuck on the number seven. Um, yeah, no, so pretty much all I know about him, aside from that trailer that just, that just dropped, was um, I seem to remember him appearing in um, oh god, remember about eight years ago, uh, Sony Online made that uh, DC Universe multiplayer online game. Oh, uh, DC yes. Universe Online, yeah, that trailer. I, I would pay to just see a movie like a 60 minute version, style. Of, yeah, a 60 minute <laughs> version of that movie. I don't need a plot. Just, just keep the fight going for sixty minutes. I yeah, would, I would pay three tickets worth to see that. To to be fair, I thought you were going to be like, man, I'd pay to see that trailer again. I was about to be like, Doug, just go on YouTube. I'm sure, it's there. <laughs> no, they need they deserve the money. They put the work in. <laughs> but it was it was crazy. Is that game like a year later? Nobody was talking about it. But that trailer to this day is probably one of the best, better game trailers ever. Honestly, the, the game is still being played. It's just you know. It's okay. It's yeah. mediocre at best. It's it's suffering the same fate as most other Sony online games are, where you know it has the initial hype, and then you get your diehard just clinging to it for dear life, and that's about it. I mean, I feel like you could say that the same thing about anything at this rate, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rip City of Heroes. That game always looked fun. But anyway, though, but I remember seeing um, Shazam getting his butt kicked by Green Lantern, um, which was kind of weird because I always thought he was kind of a good guy. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I know of Shazam. Yeah, that is not Shazam. But he says Shazam. Uh, he, yes, he does. Uh, he is a character related to Shazam, uh, within the continuity. Uh, but that is one of his foes, somebody named Black Adam. Oh, I was afraid you were going to tell me it was Kazam. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 that is an entirely... Other topic. Oh man, yeah. Can, can we not bring up Shaq's acting career? That's like one of the like three. That's like one of the only things I'm afraid of. That's in like the top three. 
Actually, I'll have you know, it was uh, Sinbad in that movie. Google Mandela theory. It's you're real, people. Oh, man, you're right. Oh, yeah, that, that is a real thing. <laughs> the Mandela effect. That's it. <laughs> oh, God, I well, love that the internet has been able to spread this special brand of hilarious crazy. Well, let's keep spreading that crazy even further. So, okay, so <laughs> I came into this thinking I know two things about shazam spoilers um, you don't found out i learned a third and yeah and one of those two was false so i'm right back where i started <laughs> <laughs> two for two let's do this. all right so let's go so so first things first so so what's up with this guy what what can he do exactly he kind of looks like a supermanish kind of dude he, uh that's kinda, that, that's absolutely correct he he's kind of a superman he's, knockoff he's, he's, magic, he's magic superman essentially like so what makes him magical exactly? Well, he got his powers from an old man in a subway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. He actually did get his powers from a uh, old man in the subway. Yeah, except that yeah. skulking around in a subway. He hopped on a train. He got off. There was an old dude that was like, say my name, little boy. I'll give you superpowers. Well, and he did. He was uh, like, Shazam! Uh, yeah. And he uh, turned again, into a, a real that, adult boy. That is what happened. Uh, I wish that he were embellishing for a, com a comic effect, but no, that is his origin. I mean, <laughs> do you ever take a minute and look at our hobbies and realize <laughs> why that, that this is this is so strange? I uh, yes, uh, the first time was when somebody asked me to explain something in comics, and I was giving them, well, this happened and that happened, and then this happened, and then I realized, wow. I sound like I am suffering a stroke and just babbling random nonsense words. I don't know, man. I, I, I explained the Joker's origin to, to my cousin, and he was like, holy shit, comics sound amazing. What? I mean, like, you, you have a failed comedian that wears, like, a giant body condom on his head and then falls in a vat of chemicals and becomes a clown and kills people. Like, first yeah. of all, first how do you of all, not, how do we you don't even know love... if that's his real origin. Oh, stop you. Stop it. Well, we can go into more deep depth about that. If we ever do a Batman episode, but let's let's I uh, know we're let's never keep... doing that. So it's not happening. <laughs> Why would we cover like one of the most popular characters in comic books? <sighs> because we're going to fuck it up and piss off every fanboy in the tri-state area. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. OK, so so getting back to Shazam and uh, all jokes aside. So Shazam or Captain Marvel, as he's sometimes referred to. Wait, before you uh, or, keep going, how did he get the title of Captain? Did he like rise to the ranks? Was he just like Patrolman Shazam or Patrolman Marvel at some point? Like, I'm pretty sure he was never part of the police department <laughs> because he's a 15 year old boy. <laughs> oh boy! So no, Sh Shazam is a 15 year old boy who is an orphan, and one day ran into an old man who thought that he was, um, I don't know, heroic. And then as a result, they were like, oh, we're going to, you know, if you say my name, I, I will give you magical powers. Now, his name also, Shazam, is an acronym. Ooh, that it is. Doug, I think you're the one who wanted to take this one. What, I what do. What does Shazam stand for? I know you've been waiting for this. It's uh, shaggy horses are zesty and magical. God damn it. Oh, God. This was my moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that sounds like some My Little Pony shit. No, uh, Shazam is an acronym from the six uh, gods, demigods, or mythical uh, figures that he gets his powers from. Oh, the um, uh, six god, Drake. <laughs> what? 
Go, oh, go ahead, Doug. Go, go no, on, Doug. I'm sorry. I, I was I was too busy shaking my head in disgust. Um, no, uh, he has the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas. You, st you started out of order, though. Oh, strength of. Okay, no, you are correct, sir. My mistake. I'm freaking terrible. Yeah, I, I I can spell. <laughs> um, <laughs> even fa even fake ass words like this. Uh, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Freddie Mercury? Uh, he's a little bit faster than that. Nice. Are you sure? Um, doesn't have the range that Freddie Mercury did. But yeah, but... He, he, he's much faster. But okay. but he's Mr. Fahrenheit. He can move at the speed of light. Ooh. He's going to make a man out of you. <laughs> huh, that's Doug. actually strangely appropriate. <laughs> Doug, don't stop him now, okay? <laughs> he's having a good time. I'm having a ball. On his bicycle. I just, so, queen how, jokes. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, money. how appropriate is making a man out of you in regards to this topic, though? Yeah, right? <laughs> so, okay, so he meets an old guy on the subway. The guy starts singing um, Destiny's Child, so he decides <laughs> to say his name. Um, so <laughs> oh, the Wizard Shazam is just Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, anyway, so Shazam. So he, um, you, you called him a magical Superman. So, like, magical how? Like, Doctor Strange magical... <laughs> Houdini so his, magical. His, his powers come from the wizard Shazam who gets his powers from the Rock of Eternity. Now, the Rock of Eternity in the DC universe is the source of all magical powers. It's that... the magical epicenter, if you will. Thank you. Yes, yes. that would be and the more correct way of it. It also exists outside of space and time, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think, it's, I think it lives in its little pocket dimension. That's right, it lives there. It's got a little Rock of Eternity house and a white picket fence. It just got married. <laughs> but no, it, it is its own kind of dimension, even so to speak. Uh, there's more more than just um, the Shazam character get, gets his powers from there. Right. Right. So you, you were saying before how you thought that uh, Black Adam was Captain Marvel or Shazam because he, he had said the name. Uh, he actually got his powers before Billy did. He did. Oh. And... He got he got his powers from a entirely different pantheon of gods, uh, Egyptian based. And just to throw out my nerd cred even more, I can tell you what that is. Uh, he had uh, the stamina of Shu, the swiftness of Heru, the strength of Amon, the wisdom of Zahuti, the power of Aton, and the courage of Man. I don't remember any of those gods being in the Brendan Fraser movie, so I don't know who they are. <laughs> Brendan Fraser was the only god in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, funny. I, I, funny. Oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say, Doug, you clearly Googled that. There's no way you can remember that off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually. He was I like, hey, Google. No, I Googled that two weeks ago, and I memorized it for this. <laughs> At least he's honest. At, At least, least he's, he's honest. honest. Yeah. yeah. It's funny though, Matt, that you bring up uh, the Mummy, or, or or I should say, the Mummy Returns. All right. Or even even the Mummy, uh, the Scorpion King, uh, because The Rock was in those movies. He's gonna play Black Adam in a uh, movie adaptation. Really? Yeah. That's that's the supposed story. Let's be honest here. How how long have we been promised this movie? And uh, almost have ten it? years, but you shut your mouth. Like, are, isn't the contract signed? Yeah, it's been signed for it just, years. It, it just got to get into production. Yeah. It's been in developmental hell forever. Well, you can't have a Black Adam movie before a, a Shazam movie. Uh, but you can have a Venom movie before an actual 
Spider-Man oh, Christ, we're not there. going into this now. Yeah, uh, I just want Tom Hardy talking in that accent in every movie he's in from now on. Because I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just need oh, to marinate God. on that voice some more. Well, in, either, in any case, in any case, going back to to Shazam and Black Adam and all and their powers movies, and their powers, um, they're pretty much kind of equal in power levels, so to speak. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're pretty much exactly even in power levels. Um, Black Adam is much more ruthless. Um, is and... he more practiced as well in the power, oh. seeing as he's had them for longer? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, he's had them for much longer. And, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Billy's he, he, he also for... was the, uh, the the ruler of his own uh, uh, country. Is back the back ruler in the day, and, and, and well, and by back in the day, I do mean what around the time around the time of what uh, uh, ancient Egypt. Uh, I believe, yeah, that's uh, where he started. Um, and he later actually retook that country within continuity, uh, and became the ruler of it. It is the fictional country known as Kandak. He did. That was uh, as, if I remember correctly, was part of Jeff Johns' like gangbuster run on uh, JSA. It was a fantastic run. Recommend really that to anybody. Good. But to get back to the powers, um, so they basically have the speed, strength, durability, and flight comparable to Superman. But they lack uh, the heat vision and the freeze breath and compensate for it with the ability to manipulate, and summon, and project magical lightning. All right. So, so they're basically kind of Superman meets Zeus. Yeah, more more or less. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not going to see Captain Marvel or Shazam or Black Adam uh, fly into space, sneeze, and, you know, sneeze, like, then push galaxies away. But, uh, well, I yeah. mean, yeah, come on. That, that hasn't really happened since the 60s, though. So. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, so, so, okay, so besides, besides uh, lightning, um, so what, what else can they do exactly with their, with their magic? I mean, well, is it limited to that? So they they kind of hint to the fact that he has the the wisdom of Solomon. So he's supposed to be slightly more intelligent than your average uh, hero. He's supposed to be able to be wiser. But you know, I mean, at this, in that it's, regard, it's really just an old dude talking. You know, whispering in a, you know a thirteen year old's ear. Hey, do this, little boy. <laughs> more or, or less, it sounds so creepy. But it's yeah, terrible. It it's terrible. What it is. Like it's yeah. literally just Solomon going, "Hey, Billy." You should do this instead of what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, many writers uh, use the Wisdom of Solomon as an excuse to write uh, Shazam as if he were just a normal superhero, like completely adult acting. Uh, and they have been steering away from that because without like the child aspect of Shazam, he really doesn't have a character hook. No, he's he's just a dime store magic Superman at that point. Exactly. So I actually I completely support the, their decision to make Shazam act more immature and childish. Oh yeah, no, no. The 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 idea of like a twelve year old in this giant like th th this giant super powered body is way more interesting. Uh, I agree completely. It's fifteen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's not as creepy then. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, it's not as creepy, but it's still creepy. Oh, it's always it's always going to go back to this because because <laughs> in oh God, unless you know the context, it, it just sounds weird. I mean, we're giving you context. It's still I mean, come on, it, it's it's a bunch of adults running around in their pajamas punching each other. That's comics. 
That's that's true. That's true. And and if there were in uh, speedos, it'd be professional wrestling. <laughs> well, no. If, if it was wrestling, they'd, they'd, they'd be a bunch of dudes making mean faces at each other. That too. That too. So, um, all right then. So, so he has uh, the old guy giving him hints in the uh, in his ear. Um, he's got a game genie plugged into his head. Well, I'm like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm imagining? Uh, you ever play like Star Fox sixty four? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy excessively. Off. Yeah, because if if you let um, if you let uh, I think it was Peppy, if he dies, then you then he, you keep, you're never told what the weak point of the bosses are. So like I'm I'm assuming this old guy is kind of like the Peppy of of Shazam. That's a small price to pay, though. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. Your father saved me like that like that once though too. <laughs> and uh, Doug, no, uh, you're thinking of Slippy, the annoying one. Mm. Uh, they were all annoying except for Palco. He was, he, was, he was the worst. Falco was <laughs> terrible. What are you talking about? Hey, Einstein, I'm on your side. Sorry. I love, I lo- thanks, I love the roguish dick persona of Falco. <laughs> roguish? Kinda, what? I'm kind of with Douglas on that one. <laughs> God. It, it, it adds for some good... Um, it, it's kind of nice because instead of everybody saying, oh, you're so great, you're so great, you got Falco be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. It, it 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 adds some um um it breaks up the uh breaks it up um okay so uh you got the old guy like whispers here he uh has uh sith lightning and um <laughs> i mean i'm not wrong no 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 i'm not <laughs> um because you're right <laughs> all right what else has he got he's is he's about as fast as superman He's also roughly as strong and durable. Um, he has one punch knocked out Superman. It was a sucker punch, mm-hmm. but he has knocked out Superman with a single punch before. Yeah, what's interesting with, with like in regards to that, uh, because his powers are magic based, uh, it, not, that, not that Superman's weak to magic, but he's not invulnerable to it. Right, so, he, ha- he has no special defenses against exactly. it. Exactly. Well, that, and it's got to like, be nice because without the the sun you know superman's weakened because i remember like arcs in the old animated series where somebody made the sun turn red or something i I forget what it was and superman's like oh man i can't fly too good anymore yeah that'll be one of those things when like uh you know they'll they'll blot out the sun and a couple of days later superman's like oh no my powers are fading hmm or, or you know they'll turn the sun red and uh, Superman can't get because Superman gets his powers from uh, the yellow sun. Right, right. Also blue suns. Yes, he'll 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 get, he'll get supercharged from that. Basically, every suns except the one from Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something with the the red light that comes from Krypton that messes with the power. I think. Yeah, the wavelengths. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, so magic base. So I mean, he's not like a he's not like a wizard like in the Doctor Strange. Sense. No, he, he can't like cast spells in your traditional sense or anything like that. Um, he that can sure share can his power though. He can. Nice. Yeah, which brings us to the, his um his, his cast of family. his extended family. His you know his cast of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The his call, what do you call characters? I think I characters. Yeah, yeah his crew. If you wheel, his crew. His gang. <laughs> his gang. His barn. <laughs> his gaggle. His compadres. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, yeah. So, so he's got. So, Suzanne's got a bit of a crew. Um, what Did do you, you guys just say call him Suzanne? 
No, Shazam. <laughs> Shazam's got a crew. <laughs> but yeah, though, so, so what about this crew? Uh, the crew, uh, depending on whether it is uh, in the new 52 setting or before that reboot, um, is either his uh, sister, uh, Mary, and uh, I believe just his friend, uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, he shares his power with them. Uh, they become the Marvel family, and so then it's uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam. Um, Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr., who then later goes by the even worse superhero name, CM3. That was a thing for like a cup of coffee in the 90s, wasn't it? It was. CM3 sounds like a droid from Star Wars. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh my god, some of the names that they have come up with for these poor characters. Uh, none of them are as bad as Matter Eater Lad. What? Uh, Matter Eater Lad. He's a character from the Legion of Superheroes. His his uh, abilities are exactly what it sounds like. He can eat matter. Yeah, all matter. It's oh, a... I, I was thinking he was mad, madder. Like, oh. uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Like he's like he can eat raw beef and not get mad cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a thing in the nineties. Oh, mad cow was totally a thing in the nineties. Didn't Marvel run a thing with the scrolls where like all the scrolls got turned into cows? And, like, yes, eaten? yes, yes, they did. That's uh, terrifying. Why you have to be mad? <laughs> it's only game. <laughs> okay, so actually, I think a good point to go from here is we keep saying switching back and forth between Captain Marvel and Shazam. Now, let's explain to the audience why that is. Oh, boy. Let's get into lawsuits and all that fun legal stuff that people love to love hear about. I do love me a good lawsuit. I am American. Nothing says <laughs> comic books like litigation. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's good. Uh... I, Okay, so by all technicalities, the Captain Marvel character is older than Marvel Comics. Is that correct? Or I think I'm so. Mistaken Not older than Marvel Comics, but older than Marvel's version of Captain Marvel. Yeah, right. That's right. That sounds about right. Right. Well, remember, Captain Marvel was actually a character that was purchased by the rights were purchased by DC Comics. From another comic book company called, I believe it was Fawcett Comics. You are correct. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was the trademark that they got or the copyright, but they, they only got one. And I think that's the reason why, like even back then, they didn't, they called him Captain Marvel because that was the name that he had. But, you know, they consistently were like, hey, little by little, let's remove the use of the name Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. um, you know, the name of our biggest competitor, and let's use, um, you know, Shazam. Not gonna lie, Captain Marvel sounds like a kind of lame name anyway. I, I agree, but uh, it's more, it's less that they were trying to get away from it, and more that they, it was confusing because they were not legally allowed to use Shazam as, or sorry, Captain Marvel as the title of the book. So, it was a book called Shazam, with a character <laughs> called Captain Marvel in exactly. it. Exactly. That and makes sense. So, uh, when was it exactly that they chose to just drop that pretense entirely and just call him Shazam? It was really? I feel like that's the New 52, that they were just like, you know what, screw it, we're just doing this now. I believe, yeah, I believe it was either the New 52 or within a few years before that, so it's Wait, recent. How recent was the New 52, anyway? Uh, 2010, right? Oh, jeez, that's yeah, like it was yesterday. 2010, 2011. Okay, all right, all right. So... So uh, I guess Marvel just decided, oh, hey, you know, here, here's this Captain Marvel name. Let's just take it and we can just 
let take this to the courts. Yeah, I mean, essentially, there was so there's there's a bunch of really weird, um, I guess, litigation mm. that happened in I want to say Europe. Um, once Fawcett Comics went under, and I want to say that happened in I think the mid '60s. Uh, once they went under, there was a, a publishing company that was still publishing Captain Marvel or Shazam stories um, over in Britain, but they couldn't use the name anymore. So I believe he became Marvel Man. Anybody want to give me a uh, confirmation on that one? Uh, I feel like you might be right on that. It might have been they changed his name to uh, Marvel Man. Yeah, they, they ended up changing the name, which then flipped over into Miracle Man once... Uh, once Marvel saw that there was a bunch of different companies with characters either named Captain Marvel or Marvel Man, so they 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 honestly or they ended up just grabbing uh, as many copyrights as they could. I want to I want I want to keep pointing out stupid names. But Miracle Man is a pretty bad one, I think. Like if I if I buy a comic book named Miracle Man and it's not just like a comic book story telling of Jesus Christ, I'm just going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Illustrated Bible for kids. I mean, those exist. Shazam. I know that, that was, was that was yeah. Um, I sorry, I totally blanked on what I was about to say. Oh, that's good, man. It's good. All right, so he spun off a bunch in England. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. The first thing about UK comics that um, Alan Moore hasn't touched or yeah, was... Neil Gaiman. Oh, that's actually what I was going to say. Uh, I don't want this to be confused uh, with. Uh, the other character named Miracle Man uh, that you know Alan Moore had a run on because that was that's, that turned out to be a really great series. Right, and right. That's technically nothing... that's technically the same character. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I just had a great idea, guys. Uh, what's that? All right, all right. Corporate, uh, the corporate offices of Kraft. Hear me out. You got to pair up with uh, with DC Comics. <laughs> Where is this going? Spin off Miracle Man as Miracle Whip Man. <laughs> Ooh. Give give him a whip. Oh, a he's totally whip. not. Oh, he's, he's totally not mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, he fights other sandwiches that have mayonnaise on it. His yeah. Ar- his arch villain would be like Professor Mayonnaise. Oh man. Yeah, it could work. Oh, somebody somebody call Warner Brothers right now. Oh my god! No, 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 no! Uh, they're too busy. Call Netflix; they'll take anything. No, nah, dude, dude, no, nah, dude, better. Let's call up Sony. It would be better than freaking Venom. <laughs> <sighs> You're oh, not we wrong. We haven't seen it yet. Come on, guys, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> Good accent. I, I'm gonna go. Uh, listen, I'm gonna go see it on Saturday. I'll have my thoughts on that. <laughs> well, you let me know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been but hearing no. this cat woman bad speaking of whips. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah. no, go, so going back to the, the, the character, we should probably talk about the fact that he is... The character of Shazam himself is not... So, like, you know how Superman has his Clark Kent? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. His Clark Kent is a 15-year-old boy, Billy Batson. I mean, I'd even argue that that Shazam himself is is like the alter ego. Yeah, and actually, Billy Batson would be the the real character. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so yeah. Here's here's a question about that. So is like is it like a combined consciousness sort of thing, or just Billy just gets all jacked and he just <laughs> assumes Shazam? He just he just yells Shazam and gets super swole. Pretty yeah, much. That, um, that's actually exactly what it is. He yells out Shazam. And all of a sudden, he's just magically transformed into this super swole, tall, well, he does, giant chin. 
he because uh, speaking of him just magically transforming, he'll 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 yell the wizard's name Shazam. He gets hit by a magic bolt of lightning, and then he turns into into Shazam. The same thing with uh, with Black Adam. Right. Um, so what's neat about that, you know, like you were asking before, uh, Matt, like, like what's his power set, you know, besides being able to shoot magic, uh, bolts of lightning or, uh, you know, he, he's got magic Superman power. He's got the Superman power set, but he's all magic. He's able to use that, that magic bolt of lightning that when he, when he says the wizard's name as a weapon. Yeah. And that's, uh, consistently shown to be far more powerful than even the lightning he generally shoots. Ah, uh, okay. And he actually, seeing as Shazam is his his villain, he actually uses that against him in multiple instances. Did you mean to say Black Adam? Oh, uh, Black Adam, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. They, 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 the they, correction. They both, yeah, well, they both used it on each other, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the most famous use of that as an offensive weapon was uh, Kingdom Come. Uh, when... Uh, oh, he uses it on the. I mean, not to. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to jump into spoiler territory for yeah. you. Yeah, you haven't read Kingdom Come. Uh, I guess either pause it and come back when you're done. If you don't care about spoilers, uh, doesn't he use that the the magic lightning though on the uh, the giant nuke? Yes, and also several times on Superman while he's kind of like bear hugging him from behind. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's the thing is if the lightning hits him, he reverts to his uh, human form. Yeah, but if there's something in between him and the magic lightning bolt. Uh, they get what's the word? Uh, effed up. There's um, <laughs> there's an animated movie, I think, either that or an episode of Justice League Unlimited where he does that to Superman. Mm-hmm. So like they actually fight. Um, Superman's having this thing where he doesn't like Captain Marvel because he's this new superhero and all this stuff. I think that's trust the him. League. Yeah, doesn't trust him. And mm-hmm. then they get into a fight because of Lex Luthor and. During that fight, Shazam just picks up Superman like over his head, Ultimate Warrior Gorilla Slam style, <laughs> and just yelling Shazam over and over again, and just Superman just getting wasted by the Shazam lightning. Right. Oh, the phone. So you mean to tell me that Shazam is basically the Pikachu of the DC universe? Oh man. Because remember Pikachu's down B attack and smash. Yeah. Dude, if you're standing above him, you're getting wrecked. You're blowing my mind right now. So d- does that mean that Batman's like the Hitmon Lee of, of 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 the DCU? I would have imagined more of a Hitmonchan. Oh man, who's who's Dragonite? I got so many questions now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying quick, to think. Quick, Doug, right now, who's Marvel's Elite Four? Go, Doug. You're taking way too long. You're killing me here. Come on. Oh, but what do you mean Elite? Like the most popular? No, the Elite Four. So, have, have you never played Pokemon? What was your childhood? Oh, oh, oh. I, You're I, bumming I, me out. Sorry. I, all right. He blanked. You're breaking blanked. my heart. Oh, I, geez, I, 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 yeah, I was trying to think, like, uh, I, back, I did not make the Pokemon connection. Uh, Doug, we got to go back to Shazam to kill him here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I am a complete and utter failure. So, I mean, I take that on myself. It's, it's fine. We accept it, Doug. We accept that we accept you here. You've accepted that I'm a failure for a long time. Doug, <laughs> 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 so, if only you met an old man in a subway, you could change that. <laughs> he might give you powers if you just now, say his name, little boy. No, no, you think that. But, but I've tried. It's very expensive, Douglas. <laughs> and I don't know, but I think he really lucked out because I have had a 0% success rate after three tries. Oh, boy. Oh, Wait a second. How did, how did the kid even notice to say Shazam in the first place? 
told him. Yeah, the old dude told him. Oh, okay, okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was like uh like a Rumpelstiltskin's sort of thing where like you know she figures out the name by pure bullshit. <laughs> no, no, the the wizard actually takes him like he tells him he's like, listen, I think you are a very heroic young man. He's he's you pure are worthy of heart and, exactly. Uh, is 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 worry is worried is uh, worthy of his powers. Because you say my name, my name is Shazam, and you'll have the you'll have my power. So where did this happen exactly? Was this in Manhattan or? or... Uh, this was in Fawcett City, which is a fictional city within the DC universe named after Fawcett Comics. Oh, I really hope they got good pipes in a place named Fawcett City. Oh, I do too. Um, what was Fawcett City known for in the DC universe? I wish I could remember. Uh, it's plumbing. Teller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because every every city in the dc universe is supposed to be like a um like a paragon for something so for example i remember uh the flash's city central city was known for really good like iron workers and whatnot okay uh metropolis is known as the city of tomorrow oh yeah yeah it's got all like future tech and whatnot yeah and gotham is just you know it's dark and dreary and jersey city <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just tim burton is just wet dream <laughs> No, I'm serious. They they supposedly really modeled after Jersey City. <laughs> yeah, oh, they, didn't they do like a uh, like a DCU map or something? And and uh, Gotham is is closer to Jersey. I feel like you 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 are correct, and I've heard that before. It's not the first time I've heard it. I was about to say I'm not even I'm not even saying that the shit on Jersey City. I'm just like yeah. Oh no no no! I'm totally saying that this shit on Jersey City. Like I I, I live in Jersey. It's awful. <laughs> I, well, I like to I like to make the comparison of um. Metropolis is Midtown Manhattan on a bright sunny day, and uh, Gotham is like downtown Manhattan on like a rainy day. I was gonna say the Bronx. <laughs> it's just the dreariest. Well, no, the Bronx doesn't have uh, you know actual buildings or superheroes, man. <laughs> so, so what does the Bronx have? Just a bunch of tents? Like what? <laughs> is everybody camping? Like what's going on? Uh, listen, let's not get into that because buildings. Um, but no, going back to going back to the character of Shazam, um, we should probably talk about some of the guys that he has fought in his storybook career, so to speak. I we say should, that we should, but I, I say I say that kind of sarcastically, just because yeah. again, one of the things that we'll, we'll you're going to come to realize with the character of Shazam is that uh, Shazam himself is like the character is much more about just that it's more about the character it, it's that like that childlike wonder it, it's it's that uh like kind of like that that steven spielberg movie kind of feel you know what i mean yeah no no uh, i agree completely he's um, not supposed to be dark and gritty he's, he's supposed not, to be fun he also and therefore he doesn't face a lot of the more complex and nuanced moral dilemmas that um other that I, heroes have to deal with yeah. so he's, he's he, not like a batman or a, uh, a spider-man right. if you will He's he's more like the comic book reader, assuming you know you're you're younger. He's kind of the comic book reader superimposed with the other. Yeah, you know? yes, he, exactly. He, yeah, he, he literally was created um, with with the intent of, hey, this Superman guy is real popular. Well, Superman was a kid. And That's actually not a bad idea. I think. No, it wasn't. Great marketing idea, uh, especially back then when comics were primarily a children's uh, form of entertainment. It was a fantastic idea that was very successful. But the thing is, is what goes along with a character like that without the nuance and the darkness or any kind of real heavy adult moral situations, 
he has not had a very prolific history of deep memorable storylines like like these gangbuster uh you know story arcs like he, he hasn't really had a dark knight returns or a uh a uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow kind of thing right um yeah, there's there's no dark phoenix saga for, yeah. for shazam i, mean, I yeah. hope not well, i mean you could, say, you could say alternatively you could say his family has had more interesting stories than the actual shazam character the captain marvel character that's, if, a, that's fair if, if yeah, by that you, actually... you mean black adam yes well, <laughs> well no black adam mary black marvel adam, freddie that's right. freeman you could even say that is his um you know his rogues gallery is more interesting which i, I believe is where we were going yes that's exactly where we were going believe uh, it or not so um again you me mentioned back on track exactly for once wrangling up everybody <laughs> jesus what are you doing <laughs> what, what are you trying to take my job here <laughs> i'm getting 10 50 uh, an hour <laughs> actually you know what i think we've done a pretty good job establishing a base before we start diving into that i think we should take a break Ooh, look at this guy i kind of hope snoop dogg has a appearance in this shazam movie i pay good money to hear him say shazizzle Shazazzle for Rizzle. It could work. Does he even do that anymore? That was like a thing in like when I was in high school. That was a long time ago. I don't know. I'm out of it. Alright, I'm gonna let you guys enjoy the intermission music. Back to the show. All right, Eddie. Fuck. <laughs> you ruined it. God you ruined damn it. it. God damn it. Uh, God damn it. You bum. You bum. Speaking of epic fights and what we were talking about before, um, Black how Adam. epic is this fight, follow? <laughs> this is listen. Uh, the fights that Captain Marvel has had with Black Adam. Mm -hmm. Have they been epic? I honestly don't know because I can't remember a single time he actually fought him, except for like in the Injustice universe. Um. Well, he did. Uh, Shazam did fight uh, Black Adam in uh, the first Thunder. What's that? First Thunder is a story. Uh, it's more or less a modern retelling of Superman first meeting Shazam. Ah. Okay. Um. Yeah. He. he he's. Oh, because I'm, I'm trying to even remember now the 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 plot of the story here. Um, I mean, Billy Billy's been Shazam for a little bit. Uh, there's been a, a couple of I want to say like museum heists or something in in Metropolis. Of course. And, uh, yeah, Billy. Or, you know, Shazam and uh, Superman show up to to stop stop the museum heist. Was and, this the inspiration for the animated movie that came out? Yes. Oh, okay. That is what I'm remembering. As you're telling me this story, so you've seen the movie. I actually haven't seen the movie, but I did read the comic when it come, when it came out. Uh, I'm 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 somewhere in the ballpark, right? I think so. It feels that way. But yeah, Super, Superman originally doesn't trust him because he's like, "Who the fuck are you? You're just magic, me. This ain't cool. Not digging this." So I want to say that they throw down for a little bit, and then they realize, "Hey, hey, he's just trying to help out people like I am." So they team up, and I want to say Black Adam's in it, and they fight. 
Uh, they they in the movie they do um they do throw down they do get into a uh, sweet fisticuffs battle. I believe that they do have a, a skirmish, but uh, my memory of the film is mostly about them having to team up to take down Black Adam because Black Adam being essentially Superman level, but with powers that uh, you know are one of Superman's weaknesses. Superman actually has an incredibly tough time fighting him, and Black Adam kind of kicks his ass. Wait, wait, what's what weakness? What power does he have over Superman? Um, the magic, magic. Yeah, so it's not so. What I was saying before, it's not so much a weakness, just as it uh, it goes through his invulnerability. Oh, oh, I see, I see. So, which really like, doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, put it in in a perspective. You know, let let's say you know Black Adam or Shazam, they're able to lift like a hundred million tons or something like that. If it goes through your invulnerability and you're just a dude getting punched in the face with a hundred million tons, she yeah. should be decapitating you. You know what I mean? Wait a second, Edward. Do you mean to tell me that there exists a plot hole in comics? Are you trying well, to tell me that comics on, aren't real? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You could argue. You could argue. God damn it, Doug. Is there a robot back there? What is going on? My chair squeaks and the hinge is in a place that I cannot reach with WD-40. He's sitting on a cyborg toilet. I would actually like to clarify that the way I have best understood Superman's vulnerability to magic is that he has no special protections against it. So say there were a weapon that was enchanted to hit as hard as a small nuke and somebody hit Superman with it. It wouldn't really phase him because Superman can handle a small nuke. Okay. But by that same token, if there were, say, a sword that was enchanted to cut anything... Oh, you mean like the one that Wonder Woman carries? Exactly. <laughs> um, then he would have no protection against that, and it would go right through him just like it would anything else. See, that makes sense, because every single time I go into a comic book store to buy magic cards, the guys always give me a disgusted look. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's the reason. It's so wrong. You still are you still buying magic cards, Matt? Uh God, I played a bit in uh was it the twenty fourteen set? I mean to get into it because there's actually a pretty good shop uh where they have whole tournaments near me. Um, but my master plan is to actually teach my kids how to play magic so I can get back into it. Uh, so do awesome. it, do it because I'm trying to teach my wife and she won't learn. Uh I know the struggle, bro. But uh, no, but actually, my my oldest son, uh, he's four. He's actually he's picking up chess pretty they, good. They actually, just, they That's just so cool. brought back Ravnica. What? What does that mean? It was a block uh, in Magic, a block being a three set. Uh... Yeah, Ra Ra Ravnica was cool. They when I mean they just brought back Ravnica, I mean like pre-release weekend was last week. Sorry oh, to, to, take, to change the topic for a moment. Yeah, guys, but this we is, are. Well, you're, so, we are you're saying this like we're not going to be able to edit any of this out. <gasps> Honestly, that's the only reason I wasn't like, guys, guys, stop. I was like, we'll just edit it out. <laughs> no, this let's, is let's, good let's, stuff. Keep, let's keep it in. Let's keep it in. I'm I'm pretty sure most people that you know are have as much comic book knowledge as me have. Walked into a comic book shop, gotten a dirty look when the comic book guys running the shop realized they weren't going to make any money off me because I was just buying magic cards. <laughs> uh, they're making more money off those magic cards than they are the comics. <laughs> oh, really? That's really true. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that because uh, I don't. Know, I always see like those busts and the action figures, and I assume like 
oh man, who's going to spend 200 bucks on that? I've done it. Um, people actually, do, but it's not where you get most of your money because you get, you know, a guy, you know, who will come in once every now and then, buy a statue, but um, yeah, like, that's not your that, that that's not the money maker. It, right. It's not like not ev- not every one of your patrons is going to walk in there and buy that. I Funny was thinking story, of though, Mark, I, yeah. uh, I myself haven't bought one of those busts in a very long time, but I actually talked Amanda into buying one. Uh, we, we were at a convention. She saw the uh, the DC bombshells Zatanna, and, and it was on sale. Which one? Uh, I believe it was the DC bombshells uh, Zatanna. Oh, I love Zatanna so much. Yeah, I've uh, always been a fan. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was on sale, and she was like, "Am I gonna get this cheaper anywhere?" Because oh, she was like, she was on the fence about it. I'm like, "You're not gonna get it for anything cheaper. Like, this is the cheapest you're gonna get it." Period. Are Are you guys hitting Comic Con this year? Or no? no, unfortunately. I only say that because like we went the one year, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of like, you know what? We did it once, and I think I'm good. But like mm-hmm. now that we don't really have a bigger convention that we go to, because like at Anime Next was kind of our bigger convention we go to. Um, and that would kind of get me like, you know, say her fix. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll go with, but like the more I was going, the more I'm like, I really dig this. I have to say after all my years of going to, uh, various anime cons, I always have way more fun at the smaller ones these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. We, most we, we of my actually experience. had a lot of fun. There's uh, I believe East coast comic con is, uh, like, I think the biggest one we go to now, but it's, it's still a smaller convention. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I didn't go. This is the first year I haven't gone to comic con, but. Most of my experience with uh, comic book conventions like Wizard World and Comic-Con were uh, working, uh, you know, since I was I was working for the comic book store that I was working at and just basically manning the booth. So I don't really associate them with the fun and good times that others do. And even if I did go back on my own, it's more like, oh, yeah, I can look at stuff, but I can't really afford to buy much and... There's not many activities to do oh. except for listen to some panels. So I don't know. I just don't find the experience worth it unless I have cash to blow. I, I was afraid you were going to say when you were working, you were doing the cosplay burlesques after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you better work. <laughs> it was last year, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Hey, Wrangler, help us out here. It reminds me actually of that storyline where Mary Marvel goes evil. Oh, where she's, Oh, which one? Well, so first there's where she actually starts to get her powers. I believe from, uh, not black. Adam. Is it from black? Adam? It is from black. Adam. Adam. You should yes. go back a little bit. Um, like we should backtrack a little bit back from there. Um, I want to say that at the end of, was it infinite crisis? Where, uh, the rock of eternity is destroyed and all of magic is thrown completely, uh, in disarray. Yes. Yeah, I believe right, it was. You're correct. Okay, so all of magic in the DCU is, is thrown into disarray because as we were saying earlier, uh, the Rock of Eternity lives in its own little 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 Rock of Eternity space and its little pocket dimension and is essentially the, the magical epicenter of all of all the DCU. So that's gone. Magic's fucked, bruh. Yeah, it exists, but it's chaotic, scattered, hard to access. Ah, gotcha. It screws with everybody's powers, pretty much, is what it does. Anybody right. who, who's a magic wielder or gets derives their power from magic in the DC universe is, for all intents and purposes, screwed. Like red kryptonite screwed? Um, kind of. Yeah. That's I, actually, that. yeah, because I was going to be like, mm, 
no, but yeah, that's actually a good way to put it. Red, red, red kryptonite for those that I actually know this. Red Ooh. kryptonite is the one that, uh, yeah, it makes Superman's powers do weird things. Like it makes him like fly backwards, I think, or something, right? It depends on the storyline and what time period. Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. So, um, the, the rock gets rock bottomed and (laughs) (laughs) I can't even be mad. That was good. I like it. We're, we're going to have a freaking people making bingo boards and every single and, and definitely one of the ticks is going to be WWF references. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, OK, so the, the rock gets destroyed. Power gets wacky. You were saying. So with magic thrown completely in disarray, uh, Mary Marvel, you know, saying the words of Shazam, it's not working anymore. Wait, wait can, she, I, can I make a Magic the Gathering reference? Go for it. It goes into planar chaos. Oh, I like, I like it. Booyah. So yeah, she, she oh, can't become like, she's just regular, <laughs> just regular Mary now, you know, just, just regular mm-hmm. Mary Batson. Uh, she, she was really not very misses, happy about that. <laughs> no, she, she really misses being Mary Marvel. Uh, and at this point she'd do anything to have those powers back. Mm-hmm. So she anything. goes and has anything literally. Uh, so she goes and essentially makes a deal with the devil and, uh, gets a fraction of black Adam's power. Ooh. That's when she starts wearing a very sexy uh, black costume. Yep, with the short skirt. Yeah, and yeah. like it's like black leather or or latex or something. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good actually. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, really, Pablo? Tell me more. <laughs> no, but also I, 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 I could just imagine what it must be like. How do I look, Paulo? You look really good. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> no, no, but uh, as, you look really as a good. reference though for our <laughs> listeners, uh, Mary Marvel was a character who was always portrayed as oh, this like sweetly, wholesome. yeah, wholesome, sweetly naive, innocent character, and not even like like sweet wholesome girl next door, like like you'd think like in twenty eighteen. I mean, like nineteen fifties, like yeah, sweet wholesome, yeah. like like Beaver Cleaver's mother. Yes. Wow. Yes. Like it, her, her, her skirt is decently longer than usual. <laughs> like in most skirts, mm. uh, like it's a it's a one piece with her shirt, and her shirt's not even it's not even sleeveless. It's loose fitting like t shirt sleeve. Yeah, she, Paulo, she, I can I can I can feel the venom coming off of that. She's <laughs> <laughs> so angry about that. It's not venom coming out of it. I'm just I actually googled the costume so that I can oh, see she's what it's not it, over, she's not an overly sexualized female hero. Oh, look, Ed, he's not speaking worst. with the Look, he's not speaking with the accent. So there's no venom, okay? Yeah, there is no venom. How dare you? <laughs> um and then she gets her powers from Black Adam, which for whatever reason, she's actually influenced by the magic, or I don't know if it's her inner darkness coming out. Uh, I forget what the story called for. In that it's a regard. little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, and I believe she also had uh, Eclipso in her ear. Was it Eclipso? Or was it? No, 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 no. It or was, was Dark Side. That was eventually. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Dark Side was the secondary. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just imagining this playing out like an 80s hair metal video, you know, like, you know, all um, those videos they show, like, the, you know, the wholesome girl and then the band stars playing well, and then she's dressed up like a whore oh, yeah, towards the end. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is a pretty good fan. representation of the storyline. Yeah, it really <laughs> so is. By, oh, the man. End, by the end of the storyline where she goes full evil into Final Crisis. Well, she ends up fighting. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, pretty much. Like, if, if you want to just jump right there, you can do that. Yeah. So she ends up going. She ends up. Uh, I forget how she ends up getting to this point, but she ends up getting controlled by Desaad, who is a uh, 
what is the what is he the god of in the in the um in the new gods pantheon? Isn't it just pain and torture? I, I was like gonna that. say he's he's like Dark Side's Inquisitor essentially. He's yeah. he's like he's his torture. Yeah. Yeah. Also so kind he, of his uh um his like vizier. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Well, regardless, she ends up going from being a wholesome Mary Marvel to slightly corrupted with the black tight outfit and the skin and like the skin tight outfit with the skirt and the boots to like she's wearing a skin tight outfit with she's got the lightning bolt boob hole. Oh, she does. She yeah, does she have the did. lightning bolt who and oh, she's, she's definitely got a lightning bolt boob one. Yeah, she's got a de- lightning bolt boob hole. I believe they're and... called keyholes. <laughs> <laughs> and her hair goes pink. Yeah, well, she she shaves her head into like the so she she her head's like completely shaven except for these like two little like pigtails that are shooting up out of the top of her mask because because now she's got this like gimp mask on too essentially yeah. Yes, yes. That's you're you're, you're only cool. you're only helping my '80s hair metal analogy. <laughs> well, that's well, what we were saying. It's, yeah, it's that, exactly that's that. Why I complimented it because <laughs> it, it's really appropriate. You summed it up much more quickly than we could. No, exactly. It's the truth. And that's what's so weird about that. So basically what you're saying is Black Adam, just a fraction of him, is like the equivalent of Motley Crue. <laughs> the, the worst part is the worst part is this all happened with Billy not even being in the story, if I recall correctly. He's dealing with I guess getting a, a, a main event push to become to become the wizard. Yeah. Yes, because he has to basically, you know, re uh, forge the Rock of Eternity and, and magic. Keep, yeah, and magic and then maintain and guard it. So he becomes the new wizard. Yeah, he also uh, he can't leave either. Mm-hmm. Right, because it would fall apart without. Right. Him. He's like super bummed out about it because he's still essentially like what, like a 15 year old now now in uh, and instead of like, let's say hypothetically, he says Shazam and he turns into a, you know this big chiseled adult and he's a, he's like in his 30s, right? He's he's like 30, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. Sound about right? Now he's like Shazam. Now he's in the body of like a dude in his late 40s. He's like, but I'm still 12. Where's my surge? Like, I <laughs> somebody get me a can of Coke. Like, I just want to play some. Just want to play some N64. I'm a kid. It's the truth. That's actually exactly what it's like. Yeah, he's like super bummed out about everything. They did draw him to look consistently depressed and sad in well, his role as the wizard if you had to sit there on a freaking rock all day i'd be pretty miserable that's fair he, yeah, he did to be fair though to be fair he did get a, uh, a sweet new outfit um so instead of his costume being like the the red and yellow like it was with the weird little half cape uh he got like or i want to say the costume was all like white and silver with the gold lightning and he had a sweet hood Dude, fucking outfit. If I'm going to be stuck on a rock, give me a Game Boy or something. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> Did he have something Tetris. to keep himself occupied? I feel like he didn't um, give... He, he was had... able to... And how, 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 how can I put this? Like, he, he essentially had, like, one of those giant, like, monitor walls. He was able to watch, like, everything at once. Oh, so he goes full Ozymandias. Yeah, pretty much. I, I would not trust a 12-year-old with a monitor wall that can watch anything. I mean, <laughs> that's not your call to make, Doug. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining putting on Rick and Morty on every one of those televisions. And he becomes, <laughs> oh man, I, I hope his IQ is the highest. Though. He becomes like smarter than like ten Lex Luthers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and that guy stole forty kicks. All right, that's four tens, <laughs> and that's bad. <laughs> you know that that's canon. Yeah, I know. So it was good. so, it was so great when they did that. Yeah, well, in any case, so that was just an example of like the oh yeah the the the, the ridiculousness of some of his villains, and then for example, um, 
there's Dr. Is it Sivana or Sivanas? Sivana, Sivana, Shivaga. I thought it was Savannah, but if it's Savannah, that's fine too. <laughs> it's either or. I mean, really, because how 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 would you explain him? Because like the best way I can put it is he's like diet vaguely European Lex Luthor. <laughs> diet European. Vaguely. Is he is he is he supposed to be like Russian? Because I'm thinking he's from, like Shazam's like from like that era where you know the the Cold War. Uh, World War Two, actually. Mm, okay, so more German well, than Russian. Maybe, but the thing is, is even like during and post World War II, there was already a distrust for the Russians because even before the war had wrapped up, the military already saw Russia as their next threat. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just imagining, like, you know, maybe when the character came into creation, he was in like the more central part of Europe, and as the Cold War progressed, deeper and deeper into the uh, east, he went. His origin went. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, my understanding of the character, and I would actually feel, free, you know, feel free, guys, to correct me on this, is that besides just being like, you know, the kind of evil genius. Um, <laughs> Wasn't a uh, marker a Mark Zuckerberg type, right? Uh, wasn't he uh, basically a scientist who's obsessed with the occult to find a cure for his aging body? Yes, actually, that would be correct. That's some Darth Plagueis shit right there. Yeah, that, that's pretty much where that goes. Oh, it's kind of neat since they did a. Um... And I, I guess you can say it's, it's the new 52 reboot for the character, uh, which is the storyline they're using for the uh, the movie, by the way. Um, they've kind of redone Dr. Savannah from this, like, tiny little, like, vaguely European old dude. And, and, and when I say tiny, I mean, he's he's on, he's honestly, like, this 3'12", like, scrawny nothing. Yeah, he is really short. Uh, with, like, giant Coke bottle glasses. You know, he's bald the whole bit. Um, now he's just, like, a regular guy. And, and uh, like, saying he, he's a regular guy, he's not just, like, an average Joe, but he's, like... He's closer to a Lex Luthor type, uh, but they end up giving. Because I want to say he gets like he gets hit either by the lightning or or something. Uh, but he he his eye now is magic, and he's able to to detect magic around him. I'm just imagining by your description between the Coke bottle glasses and his height, an evil genius version of Millhouse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like you're not oh, wrong. That's a really good with, with Millhouse's dad's hairdo. <laughs> 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 Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, right. So, let's, uh, uh, some of his other villains. Uh, now, when most people think caterpillars, they don't think megalomaniacal threats to the universe. Oh, I do. No, I think the hungry caterpillar because I must have read that book for my kids a million times. <laughs> right. uh, Mister Mind is a psychic like mutant magical caterpillar and he uh can control minds and <laughs> who, gave that, who gave you that idea dog i don't know <laughs> I, I read it somewhere it, it might have been in his name yeah yeah i think that's where i got it but uh he is normally imprisoned in a small glass jar in the rock fraternity uh and i believe in the new 52 it's dr savannah that uh, releases him is that correct i i want to say you're right i don't remember i want to say dr savannah had him um 
like he he had the uh, that like that jar that he that he stuck in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the for those that don't know, the the new Fifty Two was after um or w- w- was a weekly comic series put out by DC. Uh, after Infinite Crisis, which was one of their big, uh, you know, universe or multiverse spanning uh, crossovers, that was just Fifty Two. So. Yeah, that was just Fifty Two. The yeah. new Fifty Two was the continuity re- reboot after Flashpoint. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm talking about Fifty Two. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, so that was the weekly comic. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to fill in the gap between the uh, the one year later initiative. Mm-hmm. So. Infinite Crisis ends, and then all comics are now stamped with this one year later label, mm-hmm. and everything is just a year in the future. Right. You're, you're just dropped into these stories of just like, oh, why does this person have a new costume? Like, why why is this person in this mantle? Uh, 52 was supposed to fill in those gaps. Right. And um, it was so- released weekly so that it could, you know, maintain a fast pace while still exploring the changes to all of the characters. It wasn't focused on any individual Right, right, right. Um, so during that story, uh, someone was kidnapping all of these super scientists or the evil geniuses of the uh, the DCU and uh, bringing them to the, I want to say it's uh, the secret island of Oolong. Is that right? Uh, that does sound right. Uh, so in when whenever uh, Dr. Savannah was getting kidnapped, uh, somebody knocked over the jar that had Mr. Mine in it. Ooh. Yeah, and there's a reason he's kept in the jar, and it's not just to block the psychic powers and whatnot, uh, because Mr. Mind has a goal. (laughs) Oh, and what is it? Uh, I believe Ed put it best earlier. Oh, what, that he turns into this giant, like, plant, this giant magical (laughs) planet-eating butterfly? Uh, yes. So where, where where the heck does a character even like that even, like, originate from? Uh, the minds of people in the 40s. Yeah, and like honestly, what's ridiculous? Like, if you've ever seen Mister Mind, I mean, even in like the comic himself, like the comics themselves, anybody else would be drawn in like a little, maybe a little more realistic style. He's drawn like a fucking cartoon. Like, like he he's is. Dra- he's drawn like, yeah. like the Great Kazoo. Like, like he's straight out of the Jetsons. Yeah. Oh wow. Big cartoon eyes. So yeah, is, he, it, is is it like Batmite level like BS or? Yeah, I mean that that's what he looks like. Like he's he's this tiny little cartoon caterpillar with like Millhouse glasses. Oh boy. What's up with Shazam beating up on nerds? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, well, no, but don't you remember when you were like, you know, we're, we're a bunch of nerdy kids. You're like, man, I wish I could just be a cool jock kid. I mean, yeah, really, but I, wanna, I mean, that really wasn't me. But, but, <laughs> but I want to want to beat up on my nerd friends. I want to I want to be the opposite. You know, yeah, you like wanna, you, you want to pull a Neil deGrasse Tyson. You want to you want to you want to be a wrestler and save all your nerd friends from all the jocks. Who do you, you know? You know what I found out? Um, not only was Neil deGrasse Tyson like a, a serious uh, wrestler, college wrestler. Yeah, yeah. he really was. He you, was know, you know who? You know who else was? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, oh he yeah, was, he was a badass professional wrestler. Who Who would win in a wrestling match? Neil deGrasse Tyson or uh, Abraham Lincoln? Uh, Abe Lincoln via choke slam through a table. Mm, he's got the height advantage too. Uh-huh. Uh, huge height advantage, and uh, granted, it could just be lack of records, and it could just be people attributing it to him because of his legacy. But supposedly, Lincoln never lost a wrestling match ever. Four score and seven years ago, Doug, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I got no chance. <laughs> Yo, I bet you Abe Lincoln could cut a hell of a promo. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was so good at it; they made him president. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining like, you know, you know, the old trope when like, you know, the, the, the wrestlers cut in a promo and then, you know, the guy's going to go against like comes behind him with the steel chair. And, like, I'm just imagining is that like, what Robert E. Lee did. Is that, is that was at the start of the Civil War? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, no, I was going to go with John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just imagining oh like, like yes honest dave what do you have to say about this sunday's fight well i have to say i'm about a wrestler than him and i could do this and four score seven <laughs> years ago i've been and oh my was... god the champ the champ has been <laughs> and then and then oh. and then at that pay-per-view comes back as the undertaker oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> uh, i was about to say you know just during that promo uh you know Abraham Lincoln's just, just just talking about how how he's going to take out uh, John Wilkes Booth in the in the cage on Saturday night, and then John Wilkes Booth Pearl Harbor's him right in the middle of the promo. <laughs> yeah, that was a botch though. <laughs> oh my god! Because it you know the whole murder thing really ruined the upcoming match. Uh, I know, no, it's like Matt was just saying, like yeah, everybody thinks Abe Lincoln died. He's just the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you trying to are you trying to tell me that the Undertaker didn't steal Hulk Hogan's chain at like 1991? Oh, you're Actually, so no, right. it, had to be, it had to be 92 or 93. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. The other thing is, no, Abe Lincoln's sure was, like the sure. same height as The Undertaker, too. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you trying to tell me that the power of Hulkamania didn't take out giant undead uh, Abe Lincoln at uh, th this Tuesday in Texas? <laughs> no, you guys are just blowing my mind because I've never seen The Undertaker and Lincoln in the same room at the same time. <laughs> so, wait, right. so, so, so. All I gotta say is I hope WWE is listening, and they <laughs> and they decide to have an educational wrestling program this and is, take inspiration is, from this. This is Canada to WWE universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for nothing. The WWE actually put out an article about how uh, Abe Lincoln created the choke slam and everything. Oh my god! Like this was like eight oh months ago god. or something. Paulo, like save us! I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on. It. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find a way to rope it in. But I'm actually I I'm interested in this. I, Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> that, so, so it's like you said. There's not a lot of records of um, his time as a pro wrestler. I'm on the mat right now, reaching out for, for Paulo for the tag, and fucking Ed has me in a goddamn ankle lock. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. I've got you in the right, four. So speaking of interesting facts, interesting. <laughs> interesting pamphlets to read i don't know uh, that spider-man once used to wrestle for uh, not only all japan pro wrestling but wcw oh clearly. jesus christ clearly. That, that, that 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 sting uh, got saved by his good buddy robocop <laughs> and what <laughs> books should we be reading if we want to get to know more about shazam um so i mean we, we talked a lot about first thunder before uh not only was that a uh, I, I guess a oh, i want to say that was a, a three issue miniseries I could be wrong though. I don't remember off the top of my head, and I, I I'm I'm not going to be one of those people who's just going to Google the thing that I'm talking about. Um, but that was turned into an, an animated movie. I believe you can either watch that on Netflix currently or uh, DC's DC Universe streaming service that uh, releases shortly. Uh, there's that. There's the Monster Society, I believe, or the Secret Society of Monsters. Uh, there's an original one back from the 50s, and there was a remake. Um, I thought it was the Monster Society of Evil. You're correct. I'm getting my facts wrong. <laughs> well, that's where we get a good story with Mr. Mr. Mind, don't we? Uh, yes. 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 So if you want to read about Mr. Mind, Monster Society of Evil. Um, I also heard there was um, a backup comic written for, and we mentioned it a couple of times, uh, at the end of Justice League, that retold uh, Billy's uh, origin story for uh, the New Fifty Two reboot. For the New Fifty Two reboot, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it's it's, it's yes. kind of like a uh, a modern take on the uh, on his origin story. Really, I mean, it, it, it's like I said before, 
what did they, what they, oh, what what they call it? Was that called the Trials of Shazam? No, no, no. that was something different. Oh, that was something different. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I want to say that it was just called like Shazam or like the Power of Shazam. I think it was called the Power of Shazam. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, yeah that's where they uh, introduced the concept of Billy being uh, uh, an orphan who is adopted into a family of other adopted children. Uh, Mary no longer being his twin sister, but just the oldest of the adopted children in the new family. Which would uh, make sense. Right. Yeah. And uh, Freddie also being, uh, I believe, another one of the adopted children. Yes. Where well, we only kind of touched on him, on him earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into him for a second? Or uh, Yeah. Um, I want to so, say long story short that he, he was just like a, a, a kid that happened to be out on a, like, out on a fishing trip with, uh, with his father. Black Adam and Shazam are having a fight and uh, Black Adam goes flying into that boat, kills his dad. Freddie? Yeah, he he uh, uh black uh, I can speak, I promise. Uh I believe Black Adam just gets knocked into this boat and kills Freddie Freeman's dad. I did not know this. Yeah, so uh Captain Marvel, Billy Batson feels super bad about it and then uh gives Freddie a fraction of his powers. And then they're See, best that, friends. I feel like that's different from the story that they're gonna go with in New Fifty Two where he is oh, totally also are. yeah, that's odd that he is part of the family that he gets adopted by oh yeah yeah they're gonna yeah they're gonna go a completely different route with for the movie and then and like we were saying earlier um they're they're adapting this backup story for the movie gotcha that makes sense um but other stories shazam um thunderworld i think was an issue during grant morrison's multiversity run which was really just his love letter to the concept of the multiverse in general and they like dc just gave him the keys to the, the dcu and we're like Rewrite the multiverse for us, you crazy, crazy Scottish bastard. <laughs> so we did. What was the author's name again? Uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison is he? Uh, is he kind of like prolific? Oh, you bet. He, uh, don't be don't be too surprised if later on you don't see an episode specifically about the writer himself. Uh, yeah, he deserves his own episode uh, completely. And by the way, I don't unless uh, that is a modern uh, take on uh, Freddie Freeman's origin, uh, I, I do not believe that was the case. Um, uh, a villain that we didn't bring up because he is a one-note villain who is exactly what he sounds like, uh, Captain Nazi. Oh, he was fighting Captain Nazi. And- he was kidnapped by Captain Nazi, ah. and uh, Billy saved him. So what am I thinking of? I could have sworn that, like, Freddie Freeman's dad died. There have been so many reboots to DC continuity over the past 60 years that we're probably both right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this, this, this Captain Nazi guy, like, are they still using him or did he just die off when he stopped publishing the comics in World War II? Uh, the Joker killed him last I know of. When was this? Um... There were a bunch of villains that were, uh, gathering together and, uh... The Joker finds out that Captain Nazi actually believes in Nazi ideals, and it's not just a costume or a gimmick, and he just takes out a gun and he shoots him, and he says, like, wait, you're an actual Nazi? Like, you know, I might be a villain, but I'm an American villain. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. The Joker's gonna kill you. I I bet you Dr. Nazi did not see that coming. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I'm gonna go dive out the window, guys. Yeah, but um, anyway, so Freddie Freeman becomes Captain Marvel Jr. uh, But also, Freddie Freeman also cannot walk. 
not that... in, not in his regular uh, human form. Yeah, right. he has those. Um, I guess they're considered crutches. He's got those those like wrist crutches. Wait right. a second. Wait a he's second. got like a, a like some kind of uh, muscle degenerative. Yeah, arm braces. I believe. What? Wait a second. Like if you do, if you shazam yourself, is there any? <laughs> <laughs> Look, what you do in the privacy of your own room is not my business. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Is there any downside to, to, to declaring Shazam? Um, like, to like, declaring like Shazam, no, it like, makes you, first of all, first of all, reverse bankruptcy? I wouldn't well, do it indoors. <laughs> okay, yes, but I mean, like, if. No, isn't if, it magic if you're... lightning, though? Magic lightning goes through walls, doesn't hurt it. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you're handicapped and. And like and like being Shazam doesn't like make you like more tired or something like that. Why would you just not be like permanently Shazammed? Um, just actually... because he doesn't want to. Black Adam never reverts to his human form. Yeah, unless he absolutely has to. That's also because he's ancient. It's that also super old. Yeah, that that's what Paul was getting at. Yeah, uh, when he uh, when Black Adam reverts to uh, his human form, uh, his human form is incredibly old. Except for it's um, Omega old. It's, oh, it's king of the old. Um, no, there there was a uh, there was a Black Adam miniseries uh, sometime after fifty two. Okay. Um, his wife Isis was dead, and yeah. he lost his powers because oh, magic yeah. was thrown right. into you know complete disarray. Yeah, because uh, um, Black Adam had his own little Marvel family. Um, he has shared some of his power with uh, his resurrected wife Isis, uh, and her brother. Uh, Osiris? Uh, o- Osiris, yeah, yeah. Well, she wasn't dead yet. She was still alive. Uh, no, I meant, I meant originally. Oh, okay. This Black Adam guy is starting to sound a lot more interesting than Shazam. Um, that is because he is. And that's the thing, is I've been avoiding talking about him because I could talk about him all day. Black Adam is one of my absolute favorite DC characters and is far more interesting than Captain Marvel or Shazam. <laughs> that's why The Rock's going to play him. And I'm still a little bit worried about that, but we'll deal with that when it comes to it. But Listen, we I mean, gotta deal. We gotta deal with that big, stupid, baby face smile for this <laughs> big nasty <laughs> villain. Supposed to be. Thing is, is uh, that's the other thing. We'll get into it when we talk about Black Adam on his own. But I do not like calling Black Adam a villain. Black Adam is an antihero. I wouldn't even call him an antihero. He's just. No. He's got he's very, altruistic. He's got very old school values. And when I say old school, I mean like Old Testament school values. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is biblical yeah. in, in every, oh, in every sense of the term. I mean, he was like, oh, man, these dictators are taking over my country. Like, and they're killing my people. <laughs> I'm just going to nope. kill them back. Won't have it. He, he, he literally just kicks the door and is like, this is mine. Fire and brimstone. But yeah, we, we, we could literally talk another three hours about him. Um where I was going with that, um, so he 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 was powerless for a little bit, um, but he had made a deal with uh, was it Felix Faust I believe had gotten uh, most of the skeleton of his dead wife. I believe you are correct, and would use the leftover, I guess, the residual uh, magical energy and some of his own, you know, incantations and spells because Felix Faust is an evil, evil man. Uh, to give him his powers back for a short for a short amount of time. So every time he said uh, Isis, he'd get hit by a magic bolt of lightning, but it would slowly deteriorate his wife's skeleton. So he he then was, uh, I guess, tasked to go. Was it find the rest of her skeleton to to resurrect her? I don't. Remember. It it sounds familiar. I 
I mean, the, the the miniseries itself is definitely worth worth a uh, a read. Like, especially if, mm. if you're reading, like, if, if you end up reading fifty two, um, that's almost required reading. Yeah, I, I would have to say fifty two really does go a long way towards explaining a lot. At least for the five or six years where it was relevant before they rebooted continuity yet again. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's totally it's it's definitely worth a read. Oh, it's um, worth a read. It's just uh, when I said still... relevant, I meant more. No, no, no. I, I, I know what you mean. But you, you could honestly, and this, this itself, like the the, the new fifty two as a whole, deserves its own episode too. Um, but at the moment, you could take the most of the new fifty two run and just kind of throw it out the window. Um, where all the like all the old continuity, like, like, like fifty two, is more relevant now than it. I can't say not now than it. Like more relevant now than it's ever been because that's not true. Mm. But uh, it's definitely it's definitely still relevant. Uh, that is fair enough. It did set up some things that they also did keep in New Fifty Two. So, like boot, like like if you're gonna read a bunch of stuff for DC, and then not read Fifty Two, and then not read anything, um, you know, before Flashpoint. So, if, like like you jumping on to to DC Comics as Flashpoint, and then New Fifty Two, Booster Gold's not gonna make any sense. That, that, no, that's, that's Gold's not very gonna true. make any sense. Yeah, like Green Lantern's not gonna make any. I mean, like Green Lantern won't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean Batman will make some sense, but you're gonna be like, what's this Batman Inc thing? Which again, that that one concept in itself could get its own episode, but I think right. we're getting off track, guys. We are. <laughs> uh, so, so, if, so you were saying, oh, if you want to get into DC, start with Flashpoint. You said uh, that's not where I would start. Oh no, uh, that is definitely not where I would start. But if you want to get into Shazam, Shazam, if you want to get into Shazam, if you want to get into into Shazam, track down the um the backup issues of the Justice League run that Jeff Johns did. Oh yeah, the, the uh, new Fifty Two run. Yeah, the new yeah. Fifty Two run. Just to be able, just so we know about the character of Shazam. That'll pretty much if you read that, you'll be ready for the new movie. True. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the, the, this whole tangent actually started because I just wanted to talk about one of the better series in the Shazam mythos. Not so much about Billy, but about Freddy, Captain Marvel Junior. Uh, which is the Trials of Shazam. I which, did really like this run, which was I believe a twelve issue series. Correct. I believe so. Uh, where uh, Billy's a wizard now. <laughs> You're a wizard, Billy. <laughs> yep. And Billy, you're a uh, wizard. so hey, Freddy, say my name. Uh, Freddie Freeman goes through. It goes full circle. It comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so Freddie Freeman uh, goes through uh, a numerous trials to basically become worthy of becoming the new Sh- uh, Shazam. Yeah. So. It's like we were saying before, um, magic again, complete, or magic still, uh, completely in disarray, uh, and the old words not really working. I mean, like, yeah, Shazam is still the thing he says, but it's not the same gods anymore. Uh, so the trials themselves, like, he ends up meeting up with, like, let's say, uh, you know, let's say he, he, he was going to get, like, uh, the speed of Hermes. He'd go meet up with Hermes, and Hermes would give him a, a, uh, a trial. Or he was looking to get, like, the, the might or the power of Zeus, so he had to go find Zeus. No, boy, your back isn't limber enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was what was interesting about that is uh, Freddy had his own like Black Adam type character, um, and I totally forget what her name is. It was either like Sabina or Sabrina. Does that sound right? Am I going crazy here? So you're not thinking of the singer. <laughs> I wish I, I was I thinking think of the singer. Sabina. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she was also going through her own trials. So like she she would try to either find the same god or a god of similar power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whoever had gotten, you know, six gods first, uh, would then be considered worthy of the power of Shazam. Yeah, it, it was an interesting run. It's definitely worth a read. Um, other 
important stories. Um, I would say uh, Kingdom Come, but uh, he does serve a valuable role in it, but it's not a story about him very much. But I would he, just say read Kingdom Come. It's really good. Yeah, you should read Kingdom Come anyway. It was amazing. Yeah, Kingdom Come is just one of the best comics ever written, so you should really read it in general. And you get to see uh, Alex Ross's sweet, uh, I guess, oil paintings, and everybody much, looks like yeah. him. It's fantastic. Huh. Superman looks like him. Green Arrow looks like him. Wonder Woman looks like Alex Ross. Really good. I guess I'm 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 googling that now. Kingdom Come. All right. So yeah. it's just kind of a standalone series. I could start off there. Yeah, it's kind of like an Elseworlds, as we discussed in a previous episode, which ends up coming into continuity at one point, actually. Yeah, it, because so the, DC D, because DC actually uses their Elseworlds in continuity. Yeah, they. At the time, Elseworlds was still a thing, but uh, that like, the Kingdom Come story was supposed to be in a either far off future or an alternate future where uh, all of the grim, dark, extreme, gritty uh, anti heroes of the '90s uh, started showing up in the the, the DCU and were murdering uh, villains. Mm. So some of the older school characters, like you know Superman and Batman, come out of retirement to uh, I don't want to say like, like like to to fight off the new generation, but they they were kind of just like trying to find their uh, their footing in, in in this new world, I guess. Came to put them back in their place. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it kind of sounds almost like it's it's the old kind of like telling the new, like look, look, look. That's not how you do it. That's exactly what the story is. Right. Mm, gotcha. Uh, and it kind of developed to a three-way war between the new heroes, the old heroes, and the villains. Yes. Well, well it, if, you want, it, if you want to take it into consideration, it actually is more of a. It starts off as this supposedly apocalyptic vision of what is to come. That comes to this one man who is a a preacher and he's just like, oh my God, the world is going to end because the superheroes can't, can't get along. (laughs) They can't hold hands. So, so no, you know what, you know what it sounds like? It sounds kind of like how, um, the WWE decided to make its (laughs) events more PG God. (laughs) after what was the raw, the the attitude error, you know? Good night, everybody. Much- yeah, we, we, we need to tone back the wrestling references just a little bit. We, we are going crazy. With uh, but I can't, I can't think of a better way to describe it. it sounds- and that's the bottom line. <laughs> no, but, but Ed, you, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. And like, really, it's, you're, not, you're not off. I'm like, just- that, that, that's a pretty solid um, analogy. Because like, really, what ends up happening is these, these like, edgier, like, grittier, darker heroes show up. And the public loves it. They're like, oh, oh, they're actually like getting rid of these people that like, you know, like, like the Joker killed my killed my uncle. And you mean to tell me like this dude with like this crazy light up power stab just murdered the Joker? Yeah, they're like, great, fantastic. Like, where have you been, Batman? They're like, amazing, fantastic, <laughs> spectacular. It, it, it's actually more of the question towards um, Superman. Where the hell have you been? Mm. Here, here, I'll, I'll spin it another way. All right. Remember how much everybody hated uh, freaking um, uh, eh, Wind Waker? Metal? No. Oh. <laughs> Wind Waker. Everybody loves 80s metal. Be quiet. Uh, <laughs> no, Legend, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Remember right. how everybody hated that art style? Oh, I actually kind of dug it. But well, uh, it, it, was it was unpopular, though. It yeah. was unpopular because everyone liked the darker style of the 64 games, but the wind waker tried to be like bring it back to the old school style of the games where it was more cartoony but you know those are all 16 and 8 bits so there was way more to the imagination Mm -hmm. Uh, it kind of sounds like that where it's kind of a response to uh the comics of the 80s and the 90s where it's 
you know, things got darker, you know, you had the dark night and all that stuff. Mm. Um, you know, Tim Burton, Batman versus Adam West, Batman. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a war between idealism and pragmatism. Actually, no, he's a hundred percent right on that. It, it feels that way. Now that I'm rethinking all of that, it feels that way. It's that whole argument of the, the past coming back to say, Hey, you've gone too far tone it back but now there's but everyone's just like no but the times still have to change though i like that yeah Yeah. you're not wrong that's that's very much that story the takeaway from this should be read the hell out of that book oh it's great you want to read a good shazam story kingdom come (laughs) kingdom come (laughs) okay Okay. Mark all right i will go on my do like uh, me some mark wade i will buy that on my tablet tonight and make sure to read it We um to be to be honest and something that I, I feel needs to be said is it's a good representation of the character of Shazam in the sense that he's an important character in the story, but what is so important about him? We don't really know. Well, I mean, really, his, his he's he's an important character in that story, but he really is just the essence of the character itself. Like, like you know, it was like he 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 represents all that childlike wonder and everything else. But in that book, he doesn't. That's no, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. He, he is a complete 180 of that character. Which yeah. I guess, I guess, so, so that kind of, that kind of, uh, 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 I guess makes my point stand is that in, in this new world that he lives in, where everything's a little edgier and then the general public wants, you know, edgier characters, mm. this sweet, wholesome, you know, 1950s, uh, you know, whole milk boy has been corrupted. Yeah, because in this he's no longer a boy because he has age. It still takes place in the future. He is an adult, and he is basically he's a contrast with yeah, like you were saying, the wholesome, pure child that he was. Yeah, and doesn't he at this rate too? Like he refuses to to transform out of the Captain Marvel or Shazam persona. Um, That's correct, but I feel like there's a re- there was a reason behind uh, that. Let's, story. Not, reason. let's not spoil yeah, it because I want because yeah, I want to yeah, read okay. it. And what I'm getting out of this is that our listeners is, is Kingdom Come. If if there's any book that we've talked about today, read Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I could say that about every episode we'll do though. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about Spider Man. Like, guys, just read, read Kingdom Come. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, okay, so, so Fantastic yeah. Four read Kingdom Come. It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man, uh, you're the Walking Dead's popular like the TV show, guys. Oh, read Kingdom man. Come. It's fucking good. Okay, so but Kingdom Come is a good starting point for Shazam. Even if it doesn't tell you his origin story, it's just a good introduction to like I, okay, no, this is him I, in action. I honestly I in good faith I cannot say that. It's he is important to the story, but it's not really about him and it's not a good introduction to his character. Really, if you're going to read, if you want to get a good handle on the character, you should read the Jeff Johns backup story. You should read uh, First Thunder. If you can find it, read Grant Morrison's Thunderworld and then jump into Kingdom Come. Uh, Thunderworld, like I said, it was um, Grant Morrison was, was running the, the multiversity story. And it's really just a love letter to the character. It's a love letter to not only the, the character and uh, the Captain Marvel family, or the Shazam family that, that we were talking about earlier with, like, uh, Captain, or with, with Captain Marvel uh mary marvel captain marvel jr and I, I think it's even the expanded uh family with like uncle marvel and and the bunny and talking tawny who's, <laughs> tawny who's a, the uh, tiger who's a uh a, a a a bipedal talking tiger 
Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so like you said, so first blood, uh, water world, and then kingdom come. <laughs> I'm sorry. First thunder, thunder world, kingdom come. Guys, you'll, you'll get our recommendations for this, uh, written out on our website when you go to that. Yeah. Uh, we did get a little all over the place, but it is, he is a character that is very difficult to, um, really find storylines that truly represent him as a character and it's actually even difficult to find specific jumping on points to really enjoy him but he is an important character throughout the universe and often makes his most impactful roles in stories that are not about him yeah like one of my favorite appearances of him um Batman Superman Public Enemies uh, was a run on like the, the the Batman Superman comic I think from like 2003 2004 uh, that they turned into an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he pops up as uh, Batman and Superman are considered enemies of the state by President Luther, and the pre- like President Luther ends up uh, drafting Captain Marvel and Hawkman to go after uh, Batman and Superman. So there's there's this like two on two like tag team match. Yeah, great, great fight. Very yeah. fun story. Um, another one I can recommend uh, a story from the early '90s uh, or early to mid '90s called Underworld Unleashed. Um, that is basically a story where one of the DC equivalents of Satan, uh, Neron, um, drags the heroes like to hell uh, and is after the soul of the purest hero and everybody of course assumes that he's after superman but he's actually after he's after the pure soul of billy batson that's so you know what it's a good thing you said that because i just for, i forgot like okay i believe they adapted this into a young justice episode um it was either young justice or uh justice league unlimited uh, but the, the name of the title, the, the the name of the episode was, I think it was a two part episode called Bedlam. Uh, but it was it was a Young Justice comic book storyline, um, and I, I forget what the uh, what the villain's powers were. But they he essentially was able to take all of the child heroes and all of the adult heroes, mm-hmm. or like all of the teen heroes. Like just any like if you weren't an adult, you were on one Earth, and all the adults were on another one. Oh, that's, but they were um, like that's Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, yeah, but they were like, but where's Captain Marvel? That's they a were the... great episode. Yeah, yeah. So like, they everybody figured that like, oh man, Captain Marvel's going to be on the adult world, and everybody's looking at each other like, well, where, where is he? He's in he's in stasis, like like Billy Batson is in stasis between the two worlds, or at the very least in the comic, because he was because he was Captain Marvel at the time, but he's like twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So again, that's not a story that's about him. But he's 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 integral to the story. It, it's true. Show. That is normally how he serves his most important roles. Yeah, um, the, the not so much on his own, but as part of the greater DC as a whole. Yeah, most of his stories, uh, because he was a character from the fifties, he's going to be that like nineteen fifties wholesome kid. Like it's all supposed to be about that, like that childlike wonder, that hope for tomorrow, all that jazz. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can just we can just hope that one day he'll actually be a more interesting character. <laughs> so, speaking of which, what are your guys' uh, takes on that uh, teaser? The um, for the movie? Yes, I'm excited. I am too. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. I mean, 
personally, I'm excited for it because I think DC is kind of taken as whole as you guys call it the murder verse. <laughs> um, like their movies are just way too dark. They take themselves way too seriously. I, I think feel. that might be part of that might be part of what they're doing with this is they're actually taking the DC murder verse and introducing a fun, lighthearted character with the same powers of Superman and just kind of like, here you go, guys. Murderverse versus fun character with lots of superpowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I think it it could my it might save the DC uh, cinematic universe in my opinion. That's um, a, that's it couldn't make it any worse. That's true. Because <laughs> I mean, here's my here's my dilemma. Okay, like because he, here's my problem with all those movies so far. All right, like I have a old uh, rear projection television. And the bulb is going, and I'm just waiting for it to die so I could buy a new one, but I'm cheap. So I'm, I'm waiting for that thing to, you know, give up the ghost. And let me tell you, I watch a lot of TV on it. It comes out okay, but I can't watch like Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, it's the, too dark. It's too <laughs> dark for the TV. I can't see <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, just, there's so much wrong with how they frame it. It's not just, it's not even just the story, it's not even just the plot or the acting. It's everything. They they go out of their way to make things seem gritty, which is funny because if anything, Marvel has always been the company Grim that tried to make grittier. their comics grittier. Yeah. And DC tried to be the bright heroes, you know, save the day, all yeah, idealism. The, the biggest difference to me between like DC and Marvel, DC has always been hopeful. Yeah. And we're not getting that in the com. Well, we're getting that in the comics, but we're not getting that in the movies. And I feel like that is mostly a fault of these, um, I guess, consultants that are on these movies, because like they're hiring people that know nothing about like either the characters or the stories or anything else, and they're just giving them like the quote unquote like greatest hits of these characters. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the 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 big name, um, you know, acclaimed stories for a car- for something like Superman or Batman are deconstructions of the characters, right? So it's why you get these like horribly violent, grim, dark versions of Batman now because like everybody's just reading like Frank Miller's Batman Year One and Dark Knight Returns and all these like other gritty deconstructions of the characters and we're not getting just the... You're not getting the baseline. Right. You're getting the exaggerated uh, caricature. Yeah, and but, but you're getting that for everyone. Well, yeah. here's here's the thing that's annoying though for like the Justice League movie, like the other characters didn't have their own movies, so it's like here's Cyborg, here's here's Aquaman, and I, I didn't even watch a Teen Titans cartoon, so I don't know jack squat about Cyborg. He exists. Yeah, that is more or less what you need to know about Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. one day he might one day have enough for an episode. <laughs> well, hey, they they I mean, did move to the like, big leagues. In the yeah. in the new fifty two reboot, so hopefully they do give him some real character development. They're pushing. They're pushing. He's getting that big push to try to be the uh, the new uh, face that makes the place. You're not wrong, my friend. I mean, like I feel like though he had plenty of backstory, and he he, he was an interesting character before that. You know what I mean? He had, he, had a, he had an interesting he had a ton origin, of but well, he had a ton of t- he 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 was a lot like um he was a lot like Shazam. In the sense that, like, he had ties to a lot of the DCU. He was really integral to a lot of other characters and was really important in certain stories, but never really had his own time to shine. That That is very true. Hang on a second. I just had a brilliant idea. Warner Brothers, I hope you're listening to this. All right, check this out. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. 
fire all those consultants. And, you know, now that they've kind of done like, you know, all the mainline DC characters, all dark and gritty, what they should do is do a movie adaptation, a kingdom come, except it's, <laughs> it's the nineties characters that dial them back this time. <laughs> <laughs> they can oh, make God. it work. They you've can make Ma- it work. You've got Magog that shows up and instead of his, like all of his like Marvel nineties wonder with like, you know the cable eye and and all of the pouches and and my god he does have a cable eye he does no, like literally that was like uh cable was was the uh the inspiration for the magog character um, that's that's bad when uh dc's getting inspiration from rob liefeld characters well no that was that was kind of the point like he, uh, he, was, he was supposed to be a uh like a caricature of like these the edgy like 90s marvel character mm-hmm because they just thought it was ridiculous. They were like, "Well, let's just like let's just take the mascot of all that and make him the, you know, essentially mm-hmm. the, the face that runs the, uh, the 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 new generation place." Yeah. To give you an idea, Matt, of what Magog looks like. Um, okay, take all of the guns and pouches off a of cable, and He's instead naked. give him a spear and then a gold horned Viking helmet. No, he still has the thing. Is he still has the pouches? Does he oh, have pouches? He totally yes, he has, has pouches. like the totally bandolier pouches. pouches. Yeah, the bandolier pouches. You got two. Oh They're suspenders <laughs> pouches. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he, got that. He, he only he... fights with a spear. What the hell does he keep the pouches for? Shh, don't ask questions. Just accept just accept that it's the pouches are necessary for the nineties. He's got that. He essentially has like like the Mad Max Road Warrior, like leather armor, but it's gold. Dude. Yeah. Hold the hold the phone. Doug, you were alive in the nineties. Uh, debatable. But yeah. <laughs> well, look, all I got to say, man, if you like music in the 90s, all right, they didn't have MP3 players, so you needed pouches for all your cassette tapes. Oh, man. He was he was just really prepared to listen to music. And and batteries because, man, do those portable electronics suck up juice. Oh, there is man. a reason for all the pouches and cable new. <laughs> exactly. Because apparently the Magog new. Because apparently in Cable's future, you know, the uh, MP3 players became, you know, passe. (laughs) Yeah, I think he just got the pouches to bring back to the past with him. I don't think he uses them in the future. He just knew that he would need to hold a lot of shit. Or maybe maybe Cable is just a, a future hipster. You're blowing like, my mind right like, now. Like, he's he's not like, I'm not going to listen to these, like, MP3 players that can hold, like, all the music on, like, on them. I'm just going to, like, listen to cassette tapes <laughs> and go Guardian of the Galaxy with this shit. Wait, 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 wait. So so the techno virus that Cable's infected with isn't really just, like, a thing that suppresses his mutant power? He's literally infected by dubstep from the future. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, and uh, and oh on that note, guys. God. And on that note, I think it's time for us to call it a night. Did we just end a <laughs> fucking episode on dubstep? You're gone. Yeah. You're gone. I'm done. I'm done. Good night. <laughs> well, this has been the last episode of the Lamest Guide to the Multiverse. We thank you for joining us. Um, if we come back, oh, no, no. we'll we're, see you again. We're, we're, we're coming back. Oh, yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> yeah, we are. We got to talk about cable and dubstep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're coming back with Matt, because I don't know. I think we just scared him off. <laughs> Have a good night. All right, good night.
If you have questions, a topic you would like us to cover, or wish to simply tell us all the facts we screwed up, feel free to contact us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com. Our intermission music is Crinoline Dreams by Kevin McLeod off IncomeTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash. Our intro music is Dance Rocket off Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane, is licensed under Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off http colon freemusicarchive.org and our outro music is skgb's alternate adventures in dubstep land off the album skgb's alternate adventures in dubstep land is licensed under an attribution share alike 4.0 international cc by sa 4.0 off http colon forward slash forward slash freemusicarchive.org Damn it, I'd hope I'd have that all set by the next drop.
This is not the end of the destruction. 